Hello and welcome. This is New Creation Common Prayer. Today we are called to worship with Psalm 37, verses 1 through 22. Don't get upset over evildoers. Don't be jealous of those who do wrong, because they will fade fast, like grass. They will wither like green vegetables. Trust the Lord and do good. Live in the land and farm faithfulness. Enjoy the Lord and he will give what your heart asks. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust him. He will act and will make your righteousness shine like the dawn, your justice like high noon. Be still before the Lord and wait for him. Don't get upset when someone gets ahead, someone who invents evil schemes. Let go of anger and leave rage behind. Don't get upset. It will only lead to evil because evildoers will be eliminated. But those who hope in the Lord, they will possess the land. In just a little while, the wicked won't exist. If you go looking around their place, they won't be there, but the weak will inherit the land. They will enjoy a surplus of peace. The wicked plot against the righteous, grinding their teeth at them. But my Lord just laughs at them because he knows that their day is coming. The wicked draw their swords and bend their bows to bring down the weak and the needy to slaughter those whose way is right. But the sword of the wicked will enter their own hearts. Their bows will be broken. Better is the little that the righteous have than the overabundant wealth of the wicked. The arms of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord supports the righteous. The Lord is intimately acquainted with the lives of the blameless. Their heritage will last forever. They won't be ashamed in troubling times, and in a period of famine they will eat their fill. But the wicked will die. The Lord's enemies will disappear, disappear like the beauty of a meadow, in smoke. The wicked borrow and don't pay back, but the righteous are generous and giving. Those blessed by God will possess the land, but those cursed by God will be cut off. Today's Old Testament reading comes from 1 Samuel 20, verses 24 through 42. So David hid himself in the field. When the new moon came, the king sat at the feast to eat. He took his customary seat by the wall. Jonathan sat opposite him, while Abner sat beside Saul. David's seat was empty. Saul didn't say anything that day because he thought perhaps David became unclean somehow. That must be it. But on the next day, the second day of the new moon, David's seat was still empty. Saul said to his son Jonathan, Why hasn't Jesse's son come to the table either yesterday or today? Jonathan answered Saul, David begged my permission to go to Bethlehem. He said, Please let me go because we have a family sacrifice there in town and my brother has ordered me to be present. Please do me a favor and let me slip away so I can see my family. That's why David hasn't been at the king's table. At that, Saul got angry at Jonathan. You son of a stubborn, rebellious woman, he said. Do you think I don't know how you've allied yourself with Jesse's son? Shame on you and on the mother who birthed you. As long as Jesse's son lives on this earth, neither you nor your dynasty will be secure. Now have him brought to me because he's a dead man. But Jonathan answered his father, Saul. Why would David be executed? What has he done? At that, Saul threw his spear at Jonathan to strike him, and Jonathan realized that his father intended to kill David. Jonathan got up from the table in a rage. He didn't eat anything on the second day of the new moon because he was worried about David and because his father had humiliated him. In the morning, 
Jonathan went out to the field for the meeting with David, and a young servant boy went with him. He said to the boy, Go quickly and retrieve the arrow that I shoot. So the boy ran off and he shot an arrow beyond him. When the boy got to the spot where Jonathan shot the arrow, Jonathan yelled to him, Isn't the arrow past you? Jonathan yelled again to the boy, Hurry, quick, don't just stand there. So Jonathan's servant boy gathered up the arrow and came back to his master. The boy had no idea what had happened. Only Jonathan and David knew. Jonathan handed his weapons to the boy and told him, Get going. Take these back to town. As soon as the boy was gone, David came out from behind the mound and fell down, face on the ground, bowing low three times. The friends kissed each other and cried with each other, but David cried hardest. Then Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, because the two of us made a solemn pledge in the Lord's name when we said the Lord is witness between us and between our descendants forever. Then David got up and left. But Jonathan went back to town. Today's New Testament reading comes from Acts 13, verses 1 through 12. The church at Antioch included prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, nicknamed Niger, Lucius from Cyrene, Menaean, a childhood friend of Herod the ruler, and Saul. As they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Appoint Barnabas and Saul to the work I have called them to undertake. After they fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on these two and sent them off. After the Holy Spirit sent them on their way, they went down to Seleucia. From there they sailed to Cyprus. In Salamis, they proclaimed God's word to the Jewish synagogues. John was with them as their assistant. They traveled throughout the island until they arrived at Paphos. There they found a certain man named Bar-Jesus a Jew who was a false prophet and practiced sorcery. He kept company with the governor of that province, an intelligent man named Sergius Paulus. The governor sent for Barnabas and Saul since he wanted to hear God's word. But Elymas, the sorcerer, for that's what people understood his name meant, opposed them, trying to steer the governor away from the faith, empowered by the Holy Spirit. Saul, also known as Paul, glared at Bar-Jesus and said, You are a deceiver and trickster. You devil. You attack anything that is right. Will you never stop twisting the straight ways of the Lord into crooked paths? Listen, the Lord's power is set against you. You will be blind for a while, unable even to see the daylight. At once, Bar-Jesus' eyes were darkened, and he began to grope about for someone to lead him around by the hand. When the governor saw what had taken place, he came to believe, for he was astonished by the teaching about the Lord. Today's Gospel reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through town. A man there named Zacchaeus, a ruler among tax collectors, was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he couldn't because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed up a sycamore tree so he could see Jesus, who was about to pass that way. When Jesus came to that spot, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down at once. I must stay in your house today. So Zacchaeus came down at once, happy to welcome Jesus. Everyone who saw this grumbled, saying, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anyone, I repay them four times as much. Jesus said to him, 
Today salvation has come to this household, because he too is a son of Abraham. The human one came to seek and save the lost. Who has the power to raise the dead? Who can save us from our sin? He is our hope, our righteousness. Jesus, only Jesus. Who can make the blind to see? Who holds the key? That set us free, he paid it all to bring us peace. Jesus, only Jesus. Holy King Almighty, Lord, saints and angels. I join with him and bow before Jesus, only Jesus. Who can command the highest praise? Who has the name above? stand alone I stand amazed Jesus only Jesus he's holy King Almighty Lord saints and angels all adore I join
The Nicene Creed is a statement of Christian faith that goes back all the way to the year 325. It is a recitation of the common faith among all Christians about the triune God, the world, the church, and our future hope. It holds a special place among Christian creeds of faith as the only creed that has been affirmed by the Protestant, Catholic, and Eastern Orthodox branches of Christianity. If you know it, feel free to recite it along with me. If not, take this opportunity to listen to the core of our faith that has been handed down to us for nearly 2,000 years. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father. With the Father and the Son, He is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And now let us enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you, wherever you're joining with us, to lift up your prayers, either out loud or silently, wherever you are today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church, both our local congregation and the church worldwide. Help us to be unified in our mission today and to be great co-partners with your spirit, wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering today, whether sick, injured, or oppressed. Be with them, supply their needs, and bring justice today, we pray. Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies, whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace, and enable us to be peacemakers. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings, including these. Now let us pray the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, 
who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with these closing words from the end of Psalm 37. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is their refuge in times of trouble. The Lord will help them and rescue them, rescue them from the wicked, and he will save them because they have taken refuge in him. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We'll see you tomorrow. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's song was Jesus Only Jesus, performed by Ryan Gage and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was read by Caleb Daniels. Today's Old Testament reading was by Caleb Daniels. Today's epistle reading was by Caleb Daniels. And today's gospel reading was by Caleb Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was created awesomely by Keller Gage. Today's devotion was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels.